All right, Billy, when I say a dozen, how many is that to you? For me? For as you. a podcaster or as a regular human? Um, Because as a podcaster, it's 11. Because that's the podcaster's dozen. All right, if you're a human, what's a dozen? It's 12. What's, a baker's, do- what's a baker's dozen? 13. Why? Because when I ask for a baker's glazed, they give me 13 dozens. And then why, if you're a podcaster, is it 11? Because you fucked up the list and forgot to put, include Mr. Perfect on our Intercontinental Championship list, which has made what I think a very, very good top 11. That's true. So we are now the kings, the originators, of the, the OGs 11. of the top 11. It's debuting here right now. People's ears are about to hear the very first top 11. So yeah, if you're a virgining ear to top 11, does that make sense? I don't well, even know what I just said there. I, I like it, but uh, yeah, if this is your first time We're going to pop your cherry. We're going to pop your top 11 cherry. Yeah. So today we're going to be counting them down, the top 11 wrestlers who were never world champion. Now, we both kind of approach this a little bit differently, but nonetheless, the list is still complete. It is finalized. It is wrestlers that were never a world champion in any major promotion. Yeah, because I only consider one promotion to be the only one I took into consideration. ECW? Yeah, ECW, which was a part of WWE or F at the time or whatever it was. But that's all I really care about. I mean... We've noticed that from some of these lists before. Like top 10 tag teams, when I try to put the young buck, you're like, nobody ever watched them. But... Maybe Think, now, maybe now. Things are going to change. They're still going to make my list until, until, you know, they come to WWE, but, you know. So let's look at it this way. World champions, right, the the, the uh, associations or wrestling companies that I took into consideration while making my list and actually still works in together with yours is WWE, WWF, yep. mm-hmm. WCW, NWA, E, well, I guess you're I eight. actually consider WCW a legit thing. That yeah. They were real competition at one point. Yep. A- AEW, even though we've only had one champion, it's Chris Jericho's champion everywhere else. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ring of Honor. Even that one people can be a little bit dicey on. Uh, Impact and TNA, another one people can be dicey Oof. on. ECW as well. So those I are feel all- like a lot of people who weren't world champions went to TNA and became world champions. Christian did it first. Yep. Uh, Bully Ray did that. I'm trying to think of... Well, some of these guys went from other, like, WWE guys who weren't champions. Bully Ray was actually a pretty good singles competitor in TNA. He was. He was very compelling. He was credit for that, but... The Aces and Eights storyline was incredible. It's like, one of the things that actually captivated me to watch every, I think at the time, was Thursdays. Um, and that's when they were on Spike. Um, but yeah, so these are the championships we're looking at. And you're, it's going to blow your mind. Obviously, some of the names you know they'll be on there. You're probably thinking, like, oh, this guy, that guy. Yeah, they're on there. But some of the other names, you're like, Never? Like, at all of these companies we just mentioned were never world champion. A lot of them went bouncing around. Yeah, there's a few that are very shocking that I figured would have picked up at least what you might consider a legit championship along the way, but they never did even in those promotions. And you might be able to see why once we start talking about them, but yeah. I am stunned at some of them. Like, so we'll get to it as we break down, we get to some of these wrestlers, that some of them were champions of companies and federations, but they were like, in just in Texas or just in Florida. These are the, all the brands I just say were national brands at one time or another. And just so you know, right now, think about the champions we have currently. So in WWE, your quote, world champions. We have 11 champions, right? Well, we well, have two. We have four. Well, if you count women, that's the <laughs> thing. But we'll just go with just men for now. Just being very sexist. Sexist podcast. You have four world champions, if you think about it. Two men. To have two, two world men, champions, two a little weird. Well, one's a universal champion. Well, yeah. So you have Seth Rollins is currently a world champion. Universal. Kofi- well, I'm just using yeah. it in general, but yes. But Kofi Kingston is currently a world champion. In uh, AEW, Chris Jericho is currently a world champion. 
Isn't it weird, though? Would you have considered Kofi on this list before this title run? Would he have made this list in no. your eyes? No. Probably not for me. And when I thought about that, that was kind of an oversight if we had done it a year ago. Because thinking about it, he is one of the biggest misses. And that's why on my list I included guys like Cesaro and Sheamus. Because I feel like... No, Cesaro and Rusev. Cesaro and Rusev. Well, yeah. Sheamus. Sheamus. Multi-time champion. I think one of his first matches he won it, right? It was within his first year he beat John Cena in a, t- table, in a match, table match right? for a title, which, talk about a weak way to win a title. So I think if Cesaro and Rusev don't get a title 10 years from now, we would look back on them the way we would look at Kofi Kingston a year ago. Because See, for me, I disagree. I really? never looked at Kofi Kingston as like, he should be a world champion. He was there so long, and he was a main event player for a little while, and he's great. I'm not going to disagree with the great. I never looked at him as a main event player. He had that one, obviously, the very good storyline that we just kind of saw play out at SummerSlam and Night of Ch- Clash of Champions with Randy Orton 10 years ago. But I've never really, like, he was always the guy that was great in Royal Rumbles, cool in ladder matches, never thought he would win, and never really wanted him to. Me, personally. Yeah, I have a pretty big recency bias for stuff, but I think when you look at him and the story he's told now, obviously, it's smacking you over the head that he mm. was deserving of it. But. I'm looking around the roster at the other guys. Maybe Big E's another guy like that. Big E's the guy I always thought would be the first, you know, African American black WWE champion, world champion holder. I always, I just, he had the look. He's got the charisma. I think he could be a great heel. I think maybe we'll see that coming soon. But I think there is just so much he has to offer. When Kofi Kingston got this push earlier this year and now is that guy and like top of the charts, and I think he's had a. Overall, better than worse run so far, based on the way that creative has handed him things. I'm happy that I'm wrong. I'm glad that he has gotten this. I think this just shows you can give guys that maybe you don't look at as like, oh, he's the world champion, and give him a chance. Yeah, but I, I just think when you look at how they gave titles out to pretty much everyone quickly, like over the last maybe 10 years. Great Khali. Great Khali was a champion. Great Khali was a champion. Uh, what uh, The other guy there who had the same similar gimmick recently, uh, Jinder oh, Mahal. Oh, Jinder Mahal, world champion. Dolph Ziggler got it really early. Not saying he wasn't deserving, but he got it really early. He did, and he didn't win it. He yeah. was just giving it. Dean Ambrose got it right like after he, Once he became oh, singles, he got yeah. it pretty quickly. Seth Rollins got it pretty quickly. Usually these guys have to work, and then you can get into that like area where you don't get it. Sure. Now they kind of get it pretty quickly in their career. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Jinder Mahal is a champion. The 11 guys we're about to talk about are household names. And some, never even... Some of them didn't even really Some of the biggest close. wrestlers of their era. Yes. And that was another thing. WWE... Jack Swagger uh, was a world champion. Yep, Jack Swagger. I'm trying to... Let's, like, we'll probably... You can make a list that is well, honestly, undeserving. Could be next month. Or maybe we should do, like, scary characters or something. Because it's, you know, it's October. Because it's spooky? It is. It is spooky. That's what he... You said he wanted something spooky. spooky. No, um, no, he didn't. <laughs> so, um... But you look at, like, even, like, NWA. Like, champions right now. So let's just finish this list. So, no, don't be. Kofi. Seth. Uh, WCW is no longer a brand. A, uh, NWA is Nick Aldis, formerly Magnus, who's married to Mickey James. Uh, AEW, Chris Jericho. New Japan is uh, Okada. Uh, oh. uh, Ring of Honor is... Cheeseburger? No, that would be awesome. <laughs> I love Cheeseburger. God, that guy's must-watch television every time he's on because he literally just gets thrown around. Uh, Ring of Honor is... Um, I want to call him Nicholas Cage, Brian Cage. Uh, Impact TNA. Oh no, that's Brian Cage, a Ring of Honor champion right now. Oh, actually, don't know. Maybe that's Nicholas Cage. Did you see the new photos of Nicholas Cage at his new movie premiere? He looks fucking psychotic. Does he? Oh my god, he's got a really homeless-looking beard, and he's just well, he's Nick Cage otherwise. So you can imagine what that looks like. Matt Taven. Sorry, Matt Taven. Matt Taven. He's the local guy. 
It's from Boston. Wait, Nick Cage. Oh, well, let's do a little Google. Nick Cage, 2019. What's he got uh, going? Yeah, the movie premiere. He's wearing like. Uh, oh, this. Oh my God. Yeah, it's the faded blue jean jacket with like that like duster top to it, a cowboy hat, and a homeless beard. I'll be honest. Looks badass. I don't think so. I think he looks fucking frightening. But I kind of like. Yeah, actually, it's a little more frightening. Ooh, he also looks very swollen. Yeah. He's, he's going to be in a, a remake of a movie, and it's a big one, but I like, can't remember what it is. I have a decently long beard. His look like ball sack hair right there. But he's got the thing where your beard goes down. He has, like, mine. My beard goes up. Like, he's going up to the eyes. Like, that beard is... Yeah, he's looking a little scary. The more He's actually very scary looking. Yeah. Nicolas Cage could be one of the most terrifying... Oh, my God. Vengeance yeah, is fine. Is that the name of the movie? Vengeance? He's not typically cast as a handsome man. That's why when no. he's flirting with a... Uh... The, all the women in Face Off is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, John Travolta. Like, let's not even kid ourselves. Regardless of what he looks like now, that man was uh, probably was just slaying it. He just slaying it back in the day. Um, well, speaking about keeping side stories alive, so today I had to drive my dad and his girlfriend to the airport. They're heading down to Florida with my sister and their family, leaving me far behind. Um, and Disney? Disney. Love Disney. Yeah, I'm okay with Disney. Oh, I, think, I love it. See, I'm not a lover of Disney. Like, think about wrestling. Wrestlers. Loved it. Like Cody Rhodes, Zack Ryder, a lot of that. Because they like fun. That's a good point. It's enjoyable. I always have a good time at Disney. I'm not a big ride guy and I don't like lines. So I guess that could be part of it. But I like the atmosphere. Oh, it's great. It really is one of the the happiest places I've Underrated. The is great. Everything about it. We just said the food. Like when I was there, I went for WrestleMania 33. I was down in Orlando. We just went to Universal. But like, it's underrated. Like, you go, like, it's not like your pizza from, like, you know, like, a stand that's $50 yeah, You go to Fenway. Epcot, you hit all the spots. I oh, mean, fine. I don't I don't really world travel, but Epcot, I've, <laughs> I've seen some of the world through that. It, it All the food's good. The giant turkey leg's incredible. I ate at uh, the Great Steakhouse in Canada, La Salier or whatever the hell it is. Uh, in, it, at Epcot? Yeah. It's uh, like a really good steakhouse? Oh, it's amazing. It was, yeah, I, you, gotta make, guess, you gotta make reservations, like, a year in advance. I gotta really rethink this. But I ate at the Beast's Castle, which was excellent. Was Gaston there? Was he your uh, the gray stuff? The gray stuff was delicious. Was it? Yeah, it was oh, really good. That's not just a rumor. <laughs> um, yeah, so I drove them this morning, and their flight was at 6 a.m., like a yeah. bunch of lunatics. But I think, as you said earlier, there's this... I don't know what... It's like the old dad type of... Yeah, but what age does this happen? Like, when are uh, we I would do say that? we are the cutoff of, like, if we were in our 40s, we're in our mid-30s. So yeah. if we were in our 40s, we would be getting to the airport two and a half hours early, like your dad did today. Two and a half. So his flight is at six. So let's rewind. Two hours. Uh, it was before that. It's four. Another half hour is three thirty. That's when I had to pick him up. Three thirty is not like early. It's not like you start your day. That is middle of the night. That is deep REM. That's ridiculous. So I get my ass up at twelve at three twelve this morning. Get in there. Get in the car. Long story short, I pick him up. Bomb him down to the airport. He said he wanted to be there at two, four. I got his ass there at four. I was flying. But no one's on the highway. So I get to the airport. They're flying out JetBlue, like all the classy people do. If you're flying anything else, get with it. So when I pull into the terminal, the first time ever, no cops, one car. I don't even know if TSA's open. They're not going international, by but the way. But this isn't even the best part of the story. What do they have? What do you mean, what do they have? When they Bag? get there. No, 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 no. Like, what special credential do they have? Do they oh, have yeah. Way? So this is another part. There's, there's two good parts. So I get there. My dad's girlfriend, who's kind of like a time-crazy person, like this type of person, show up to the movies like 40 minutes early. Yeah. So she's the one who like probably sees all that like pre-attractions, like not coming oh, the attractions. Trivia, the trivia. Yeah, like trivia and like the, trivia. the commercials. Um, she knows all those by now. So we're there. 
And she goes, oh, and she's looking at her. I go, do you already, oh, this is how it happened. I go, do you print your boarding pass or do you have it on your phone? She goes, no, I have to go print it. That's why I wanted to get here early. I'm like, yeah, it takes two seconds. But okay, all right. I'm, I'm done beefing at this point. It's already happening. I'm barely alive. Uh, if you can see my hair right now, I kind of look like the penguin from Gotham. Like, my hair just looks pasted. Uh, cause that looks I, good. I like the look. You're should, supposed to should, not, should, like, should go shampoo out like this? your hair. Every day. Like, it's like once a week. So I did that for a little while, but then I started feeling greasy. Yeah, well, it ain't easy being greasy. No, and there's some weird animal climbing up. You see that thing? No. Is that a cat? Oh, it's a raccoon. Holy smoke. I don't know if you can see it. It's literally, I think it's, oh, it's crawling down. It's like. Uh, Doesn't that mean it has rabies? I, I don't know. Don't they live raccoon? up in, don't they live in? I don't know where they live. So anyway, so we draw, <laughs> I get there and she's like, oh, we have pre-check. I go, I, my eyes must have opened up like, uh, like that Marilyn Manson, uh, dope show video. I was like, pre-check? What are you doing here two hours before? Pre-check is like 15 minutes before boarding. Like you roll in, you get through the line, you get in, you get on. I mean, when we went to Vegas the other day, I showed up maybe an hour before the flight, and I still was waiting forever for the plane to actually take off. They must have been miserable for two to three hours. Yeah, because it's plus, there. like, they don't leave always on time. Especially Florida, they always pad that time, and they can get to Florida in probably two hours. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, my God. So whatever, now I'm all done. I'm walking away. And as I'm leaving, so again, it's 4, probably 3.03 at this point. And this lovely woman walks up to me and goes, excuse me, could you help me with something? I'm holding a phone. So I'm like, oh, she probably needs directions, lost, doesn't know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I walk up to her and she's like, hey, they won't let us fly with this. Now, Billy, what oh, do God. you think this is? And she's well, holding me, a phone? She, she's holding her phone. Like, that was how it initiated. She's holding her phone and be like, can you help me? Is it an animal? No. Uh, it is It is a object. It's an object? A purchasable object. She cannot fly on JetBlue's policy with it. So of all the people is around... Is it a gun? It, it is not a gun. <laughs> is, is it a knife? Not a, not a weapon. Is it a bottle of water? It is not a bottle of water, <laughs> but that would be even more ridiculous. It is something I currently have in my car. I have no idea. <laughs> because it's hers. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What is it? This woman comes up to me, and she has her mother in the background. She's going to Jamaica, and she's going to be back Wednesday Ooh, the 2nd. Oh, boy. Yep. And she goes, they won't let us fly with this. My mother thought they couldn't. I go, I've seen people on planes with those before, or like going somewhere. She goes, JetBlue has a policy that you're not able to fly with. No idea. A television. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> She's whole. She has a television like next, like not too bad, a 30, 32 inch. That's still pretty. But it's a big box. Bring, bring on a plane. It's well. She thought she could check it, and I have seen people like at other destinations walking with like. I've brought, I mean, I've brought TVs and stuff because I travel with media and stuff. We need but, them for displays. But oh, you probably yeah. had it in like... Yeah, 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 like a case. Yeah, this was like just a straight up like got it from what Best Buy. What the fuck Buy. was she bringing it? Did you ask her why she was bringing it? Bill, it was four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and she goes, could you hold on to it for me? When I told her the city I lived in compared to the city she lived in. Where does in, she live? She lives more closer to Boston, we'll just say. She lives in the Dorchester area. Jesus and Christ. And I told her where I lived. She thought I told her I lived in Maine. She's like, oh, that is so far away. I'm like... Actually, you'd be surprised. I got here in 26 minutes. And she's like, oh. And I go, I live, I work You should have said city. it was Maine. I wouldn't want to return this TV. Well, this you, is, want to, you want to Bill? meet, again, the people who are traveling through the <laughs> airport with a fucking TV? And there's two things I thought. This woman was very desperate, clearly. And second of all, she must look at me right now. Whatever you think yeah, of this yeah. look Dishevel. was way worse <laughs> when it was 4 o'clock in the morning after like a little bit of sleep and driving my dad and his girlfriend, who then just told me she has pre-check. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Jesus Christ. And so she goes, would you mind holding it for me? And at this point, what am I really going to say? No. Like, I was in a weird place. And I'm like, it's really not that bad. As soon as I took that TV, we exchanged numbers and all that stuff. 
She seems like a very nice, sweet woman. I hope her and her mom have a great trip, too. I should have told her to listen to this podcast. How old were they? She must have been about 30 to 35. Her mom was probably 60s. Mom was not talking, was in the distance. Like, mm-hmm. in the doorway to like get in the airport. Just like, get rid of that was TV. cute? I honestly, this is bad. Can't really recall. It was oh. like objects. They're she definitely was, not. I would say this. Cute enough. Wait, you but didn't I, just dismiss her as an ugly guy? Yeah, I don't, I don't usually do that. But yeah, I didn't like say like, oh God, here comes some troll or something. But it was just very bizarre. And I could tell, as soon as she said, can you help me? I have a weird, I don't know what the word is. Where like, when people ask, can you help me? I can't say no. Good for you, If man. someone just said to you like, hey, sir, can you help me? You're just going to say no? Depending on what they look like, yeah. Oh, wow. I just, it, it's also, but like, in the circumstance, it's like four o'clock in the morning. It's like, this person's desperate. And I like if I'm it literally there's not four o'clock in the morning you got, you got options you got the rest of the day reschedule your flight drive your fucking TV home I, I don't know what they were I whatever it was really like, bizarre they they so he, a TV here's the weirdest part so I put the TV in my car and then my anxiety kicks in I go what if this is a fucking bomb <laughs> what if this is an, a bomb and this woman was planning on blowing up the plane and now I have it and she's gonna blow up my car yeah that'd be a weird way to go it it would suck. But like How did go- he die? He drove his dad and girlfriend to the airport and exploded from a terrorist bomb. Oh, did they blow up a bridge? No, just his car. Nobody <laughs> else was damaged because it was 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, and man. he was on Route 1A. You're going to Jamaica. What do you need a TV for? I think they were... I don't know. Maybe going to see family? I don't know. That's weird. They, I think they were of Jamaican descent, not Kofi Kingston fake in Jamaican descent. All right. Maybe they were giving it as a gift, hopefully. I don't... Bill, it was really weird. And the more now I think about it, like, I feel really good about everything I did. Right now, I'm feeling weird. Yeah. Would, yeah, if you want a TV, it's in the back of my car. I might take it. Because I said to so the joke was my dad. Oh, here's the best part of it. No one gets to your top 11 wrestlers who were never world champion. My dad and his girlfriend stopped to stare for a little bit. Then I could tell my dad's girlfriend got that, like, nervousness of being too early, which she was probably thinking, oh, we have to hurry up. And at one point, just fade away. Huh. What if I was being attacked? They had no idea. I just kind of waved and said, I'm okay. But, like, they didn't really care, I feel like. They were like, yeah, some strange woman approaching my son who just drove me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to Disney. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, if he, if he <laughs> you doesn't accomplish make it, your mission. Yeah, they sent me a nice text. My dad's like, oh, we watched Shazam on the flight. It was almost a whole trip. Because I've been telling him to watch Shazam. I'm like, oh, good. I was basically saying, like, DC movies aren't all trash. Please watch Shazam. Have you seen Shazam? I have not. Please watch Shazam. All right, I'll watch it's it. It's fun. I've heard it's good. And I just think Zach Levy's one of the, like, more fun actors. Yeah, oh, one of the best shows. Just a lot of fun. He's just a lot of fun. All right, Bill, you ready to get into it? Yes. All right, it is time for the Podcaster's Dozen, the top 11, well, I was about to say WWE, wrestlers That's who WWE. were never world champion. And we got no honorable mentions. That's the point of the 11. So well, we they're going to come out. Well, do you want to talk about the honorable mentions? Yeah. Then? All right, so some honorable mentions, people that were on, well, my list, actually, because you had, I'll explain your list and how I debunked them. But oh, Jesus. These are honorable mentions of people that were never world champion that almost cracked the list. One, Earthquake. Oh, Earthquake. Never a world champion. He definitely could have been a couple of times. He had a good feud with Hogan. He Him and was... Hogan was scary. Like kids, that's like one of the famous like kids crying in the crowd. Yeah, and he was pretty big. He well, obviously he was huge, but like he was a pretty big star at the time, and could have been a great heel champion. I I, I also love the uh, natural disasters, earthquake and typhoon. Yeah, tugboat. The... He could have maybe made this list if they pushed Sheet him. Tugboat. They... Oh, that would have been something. Uh, WrestleMania nine would could have been really really weird. I mean, sorry, WrestleMania eight. What, the Sheik Tugboat? That might have been well, no, it seven. Was when, it was eight because I think it was that was when they ended up going with Sergeant oh, Slaughter. No, eight was Sid Hogan. So when was Slaughter? 
I think it was seven. Oh, that was yes. Yeah, so you're right, seven. Yeah. All right, uh, Arn Anderson, never a world champion. Even in WCW. Yeah, never a world champion. He was always Ric Flair's heavy. He was like, yeah, he never had the charisma. He was just no. kind of. Meh. Then they were the brainbusters with him and uh, Tully also, Blanchard. Meh. Oh, really? I mean, the brain bus is a meh? I mean, they had Bobby Heenan. That was fine. But yeah, but like, you look at like the revival as meh? They're a little bit more personable. Arn Anderson is literally like a saltine cracker. He's Have you meh. ever seen the man do a a, um, a spine buster? Yeah, it's great. Still but, to this day. Eh. Man, you're killing me. Uh, this, he only is on honorable mention because he made my list. I actually, the more I think about it, don't really think he should have ever been a world champion. So I almost want to take this one back, but... Ahmed Johnson. He had the look of a world champion. Oh, he had the he had the look. When I remember seeing him as probably like whatever eight. No, he was probably ninety four, ninety five. So let's say ninety five. So I was like nine. This dude looked like he was ready to run through the wall. He, well, he also wore like, the the uh, knee pads on the arm and in the, the, in the tassel almost. But it was like the what, what, what are those called? I don't like, know. Almost like an armband. Biceps are fucking huge. Yeah, it looked like he had double bicep because the way it cut through he was massive and then you if you ever hear any of the stories if you ever listen to the Pritchard oh, podcast Jim Ross great well great in one way but they basically said this guy was one of the biggest wasted talent like, he was not a good wrestler Like he wasn't a good poor. wrestler he wasn't a good promo but he had the look and he had the uh, aura I don't want to say did. charisma that's a great way to put it when he you saw him coming down he had great music the Pearl River Plunge is a finisher dangerous but really cool basically a pedigree that you rotate the body and turns into a, like a power everything bomb. about his look if you put Aaron anderson into him i mean Aaron anderson they're kind of similar in a way they're both just no but Aaron anderson was a fantastic wrestler oh yeah yeah, yeah. i thought you meant look wise like yeah, he's just intimidating but he also yeah. lacked the promo i'm trying to think of who you could put into him that would be great uh, uh well great Oof. leo rush <laughs> yeah honestly that's a good point you need something with that but ahmed johnson also he had a failed heel run that's hard to say um that really kind of ended it for him. Because he was going to feud with The Undertaker when actually uh, Farouk ended up having that title match. I think that was a King of the Ring 97? I don't, I think it was. And that was going to be Armand Johnson's spot, but he got hurt, and then he got really fat. He did get really it's fat. It's really sad. Like, I'm happy with, like, my yo Well, I'm not happy, but, like, my little weight up and down is, like, I'm not too bad because I was never in great shape. When you're looking like Ahmed Johnson, if you ever see, like, a photo of himself at, like, 96, he probably just cries. I got to a point where I felt like Ahmed Johnson. I was, like, a good 210. Not happy. Yeah, but, but you were, and with all due respect, you're probably in better shape now than you've been ever. Yeah, probably. So, like, you weren't, you were just skinny as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Younger. But then like, I got, like, chubby. I saw a picture. But that's what I'm saying. But, like, it's yeah. not like you, like, well, I guess that's the same thing. Who am I? Just body, I'm body shaming you, basically. Certainly, um, certainly are. I'm body assassinating. Um, but Ahmed Johnson was, like, like, uh, like, when you see athletes, like, real athletes, like, former athletes, like, Bo Jackson's another one of those guys. It looks like DK Metcalf. Imagine DK Metcalf getting fat. Like, that's going to be so hard for him. Or maybe he's just happy, like, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly she Clarkson's. Oh, she does, but she's much bigger than she used to be, and she always said that I'd rather be happy and big than try to like struggle through life and try to be skinny. Yeah, it is tough. I'm trying to lose a little bit more weight right now and not eating pizza. Oof, it's a struggle. So pizza, that's like that's the like I eat pizza like two to three times a week, and that's the big thing. You know, for me, what it is that usually helps me when I don't want to gain weight? Nuts. Yeah, I uh, I steal Nuts the are... almonds from work all the time. Well, I... not steal; they're free. So well, same with me. They, I have so much free food in my work now. Uh, it's scary. Like, I have to avoid it. It's like, I feel good every day when I don't have the free... Because I bring all my food now. Because I'm like, there's so much of it. Like, I have free lunch We have enough day. good free food that's, like, healthy, though, that mm-hmm. I can escape with. For me, it's all about calorie uh, going down. But this isn't the diet podcast. This no. is the po- wrestling, uh, top 11 wrestler. So, anyways, last honorable mention the for me. The next guy, I think, is a victim to what a lot of the people on this list might have fallen victim to. Hogan Must Pose? Hogan Must Pose. 
and that is king kong bundy because he was certainly a guy you would have thought should have been a heel and hogan should have been chasing but hogan never had to chase he was pretty much the champion the entire way and that's not like you listen to the pritchard podcast and he talks about old school wrestling psychology it's usually the baby face leading the chick the chase the whole time it's weird that Hogan was so big. And it was just a different time. Like, now, look, at we're talking about WWE specifically. Two-faced champions. Yeah, I think that's the formula that they've just come to know. And they're embrace. a babyface, like, promotion. promotion. And the thing, WCW was a heel promotion. Which I think is the way I like my wrestling. And when there's a heel champion, I like it a little bit better. They've gotten lucky with some of the unbelievable personalities they've been able to just cultivate and create. But I think they've fallen victim to that when they don't have... I mean, literally, you Hulk Hogan is, you know, you know, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle. He's mm-hmm. the guy who made wrestling. And then you kind of fell into the rock and stone cold after a, a dead period. Well, I like to think it's Bret Hart is the greatest world champion of all time, but I know what you mean. He was he also, but again, a face. Yes. And Shawn Michaels during that time. Also, a face. Diesel was a face. But there's very little Shawn heel. Michaels was a better heel but they were like he but when he face. was the champion yeah. like during like the comeuppance time like Wrestlemania 9 was like the end of Hogan he won that title Wrestlemania 10 Bret Hart overcomes Yo- so Yokozuna was the heel champion like there was a guy like that looks like a heel he, he, scary smells like a heel talks like a heel can't beat him looks unbeatable then Bret Hart becomes your champion who's Bret Hart beat by Bob Backlund for six days then Diesel runs with the title for a historic long time, goes back to Bret Hart. So Diesel turns into a heel. The point of this is there wasn't a lot of like strong like 300-day heel champions in WWE. Like, yeah, ever. and just this is the problem I have with WWE and the way they tell stories and the way they, you know, just... They're storytellers, but they don't do it right. Typically, you never watch a show where the, the hero's on top the whole time. It's kind of culminating to him overtaking whatever it is. And then it you know, pays off at WrestleMania with the babyface champion, which is usually how you would book something like that in any other promotion. Quick side note, it's the it's the season finale and the season premiere of, of Raw back-to-back weeks. You can't have a season premiere and a season finale that close together. You need like an off-season. Like, you know what they used WrestleMania to do? would be your season finale. Well, we should, well, this is a whole other thing we should talk about another Things time. Things need to build and end and then start again. Let me just ask this. It will, it will be a side of care so people can listen. That's what they're here for. If you, I've always been on the the way I would do. It. I think we've talked about it on this podcast before. WrestleMania, you get your Raw, you get your SmackDown. I want them off for almost a month. You because it really can end. So if you look at like, let's just look at the MCU. Endgame was like the WrestleMania mm-hmm. of everything built to that. But as part of this phase, they still kept in Spider-Man: Far From Home to give you something to come back for. Unfortunately, Sony is going to take that right back and shove it right up your candy ass. So. I wouldn't mind if WrestleMania happens, no storylines. Well, you can have little things that start there. But then Raw, SmackDown, time off. Yes. Everybody gets have, a breather. You can have cliffhangers, which makes yes. people even more interested. But a season of a story is is built. It's it's chapters. Yes. Like, even Bischoff has said it. You build it in chapters that lead up to the end and the final payoff. And then, boom, if you want to have a season finale... That's how you have to do it. You can't oh, just say, they this is the season finale, yeah, the problem, and then this is the season premiere. Years it makes ag- no sense. Years ago, they used to call it the fall premiere, which is fine. Because yeah, you can that, say that. That's because, at least okay. Because that's fine. But this is where they, I don't know why, I think they just want to drum up like TV. That's what they call it in TV. But you really can't do one week to the next week. It's just, it's really bizarre. Like, Days of Our Lives, I don't even know if that one's still on. But there's no finales on those. Those shows run every they just single keep day. Going. I think they're on now. Um, but yeah, so anyways, King Kong Bundy. Should have been a champion, well, I think. Wait, why, why didn't none of my guys get honorably mentioned? Well, I can tell you, Bill. Your honorable mentions. Um, 
you the people you put on there were Ken Shamrock, who honestly, Jesus, it's it's a it's it's a it's a loophole that I found. NWA TNA, the very first TNA NWA champion because they combined themselves for six years. Jeff Jarrett was a champion in WCW and TNA. Rusev still can be. Crush still can be. Cesaro still can be. I think those should be on the list, though. Well, they could be honorable now. With the, now we're honorably mentioned. All right. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow was the ECW champion. A lot of people don't recognize that as a world championship, but I think it was a major enough promotion. And you had Vader on there, who was in WCW and uh, New Japan. I just thought he should have been uh, another WWE. guy that was a victim to the babyface booking of WWE and but... everybody hating him apparently, yes. especially Shawn Michaels. All right. All right, let's get, let's the get list. into it. The so, actual top 11. The top 11, the most official top 11 list you'll ever get. So coming in at number 11, this is one of your guys that you oh, put on there. JYD. I didn't believe... Get them cakes. I didn't believe he wasn't world champion somewhere along the line. Never yeah, was. he was a pretty Jump big guy down. in all of the promotions. I think he might have been held down and not given the title in that era because of, you know, racism. But... Um, <laughs> you know, that little word. He was, he was literally my first wrestling memory as a kid i remember just him dancing his, his dancing his music i loved the headbutt that he would do on the ground even though now as you watch it it's ridiculous but he was just a gravitating personality he had charisma he had the aura former football player for i believe the green bay packers and there's any number of times you could have given him the belt i think he was more of a baby face and you know he would have had to feud with hogan at the time but i'm I'm always been a big uh, JYD guy. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I think for me, well, obviously, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Someone that I never really remember too much, but I do remember like the dancing in the ring with like the oh, kids. Yeah. I think it might have been at a WrestleMania. He would grab the rope and kind of do what I call the um, the outcast from Heya. Oh, Andre like, three thousand. Like kind of like a weird, like it's almost like Elvis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the movie uh, stole from Forrest Gump. It's true, uh, but yeah, he was he was a charismatic guy. There's another guy, Ahmed Johnson. Maybe you could translate those. Oh two. yeah. Um, but what a very interesting guy. As I did look into his history, he did win a world championship, but it was for the USWA, which again is not one that I think was officially ever looked at as a full on promotion championship. Realistically, I think right now in the world, New Japan, WWE, and I'm guessing AEW will get there. I don't even think TN, like that people don't consider some of these other ones. OC WCW for its history. But yes, Junkyard. Scroll back down real quick. Yeah, what do you got? He had a feud of the year with Ted DiBiase. Yep, in 1992. Who's probably on this list. Yep. And then he had worst feud of the year with Ric Flair. I don't remember. In 1990, remember that. so that's WCW NWA at the time. Jesus. And he also was the worst tag team with George Steele in 1986. That I buy was that. WWE. By the way, we should we're gonna take the rest observers. We're gonna do our own thing at the end of the year, but we should look at some of these like worst tag team. Like that's just a funny category. Yeah, this year's worst tag team. There could be a million this year in, in wrestling. There's a ton of bad tag teams, and they're this all year. really WWE. I might tag have teams. to give to my boy the B team, the boy, my boys the B team. Even though they had a little bit of a comeback this week, they yeah, brought I, back the Bo Dallas like running around the honestly, ring. Honestly, I, I love both these guys, but right now to me, just worst tag team is almost like Rude and Ziggler. It's just so random. Yeah, they're and terrible. They're the champions. And you know how I feel about both of them right now, so that's very fitting. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll get to it. But it's just funny to see some of these things that you see. All right, now cracking into the top 10 Dustin Rhodes Gold Dust. Never a world champion. I buy it and I believe it, but there's a ton of times where he was one of the more interesting things in wrestling where you could have gave him the strap. So let me ask you this: we can we can start with him. I think some of these characters deserve this question. Even no offense to Junkyard Dog, should he have been a champion? Goldust? Goldust. Or, I don't think so. 
I, I don't think he ever his character and this is where when I started doing this list and even with the Intercontinental Champions it was a very top heavy list and then once you got outside, outside of the top seven you're kind of like he could have been world champion a lot of guys who didn't deserve it have been world champion but I think he falls in that level of like he is a 100% intercontinental guy yeah to me Goldust is where I almost want to use like with like the Fiend Bray Wyatt with the Undertaker to a degree now I know Undertaker's been champion not a ton of times I think like four or five times but his character's big enough that on a card, if you're building a wrestling card, Goldust's character is cool enough to be in a feud, whether it's Intercontinental Championship or just like a feud. So the way I would have seen him taking the title would have been when The Undertaker had it in that like mid-90s portion. He could have come in, challenged, won it dirty because there's no way he's winning a clean one. He's got to be a heel to win it with Marlena taking that title as just a transitional champ to get the belt onto somebody else. And I agree with you there because I could see, I always, again, I know you don't love it, but Bruce Pritchard, they used to always harp whenever he talks about, uh, the podcast you really need to listen to. I think it's his podcast is good. But like, whenever they're talking about stuff from like the early 90s when there was not as many guys, yeah. and he talked about Doink the Clown once, saying how every time they brought in a new character, not just a wrestler, they had, it. That, could we theme a championship like paper, could WrestleMania be around Doink the Clown? Yeah, and they well, talked could about. Well, you see him headlining WrestleMania? Yes, and they said basically, if the answer is no, then not worth bringing him in. That was like the mentality between Bruce Prichard, Pat Patterson, Vince McMahon. The point of this is, they said during the con, they could have seen if they wanted WrestleMania nine, if they wanted to go there, being a circus. Yeah, so I mean, my, you could make him a little bit darker and make him towards like the Fiend's character right now. I mean, so, you get like an it type of clown. Oh, especially right before that was right around the time when the TV special was out too. But using Goldust as an example, they could have done like a Hollywood surround. Like there was Rock Bottom as a pay per view. Oh yeah, They're like you could. I could have seen them theming a Goldust theme. Like so, he wins it. Maybe he defends it once the next pay per view and beats whoever to like kind of give him a little validity. Then you pass it off to somebody else. I agree with you though. I think the Undertaker would have been that guy because I think where the Undertaker was the straight dead man like scary and where Goldust had that flamboyancy. Marlena, they could make him feel really uncomfortable. Yep. And again. You do need people who aren't going to be on the marquee. You do need a transitional champ, if you will, to take the belt so the Undertaker doesn't have to face a babyface. Yep. Or lose to a babyface. You give it to the heel, he runs with it for two months, and then Bret Hart comes along and he takes yeah. it from him. It could have done it, and I think that's why he's on this list, but I also believe he didn't need it. I don't think he ever really was a guy to be like, yeah, he deserved it. I, I shouldn't say deserve I just don't think, like, he should, uh, these wrestlers who never had it, do I think he? he I always hate that yes. he doesn't need the argument. I know if I shouldn't have said it enough, that way. If he's good enough, he but I never get. looked at him as like he, no. He should I don't be think his character and stature really called for it. Yeah. Number nine. This is somebody that you probably like. Really? I didn't have him on my list at all. Never, never a champion. But he's Wait, never but a champion in anything. Never a world champion. Right. He was a lot of stuff down in where he's from, Memphis, the king of Memphis. That is Jerry Lawler. All right, then he definitely deserves to be on this list because the fact that he was never champion of any promotion, like a world champion, is pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought he was an NWA champion for a while. Never was. I just, like, NWA is one of those ones. The reason I count NWA is if we're calling Ric Flair the 16-time champion, Woo! which is more, he was the NWA champion, like, 11 of those times. He was a WCW champion, like, twice, WWE once, and probably some other promotion that they just throw in to make a number. Uh, but Jerry Lawler is one of those guys, like, I remember him just for WWE, like, knowing, watching him wrestling oh, for a while. Early WWE, Jerry Lawler was fantastic. Oh, when he would just be ripping on the the hearts, Helen and Stu. That's incredible. And also the crowd. He had some great burns on the crowd. A little fat kid in a blue shirt. Remember when he used to be up in, like... <laughs> if you wear blue, do they put mail in you? 
Like, they, he's great. And he was, like, and he also was, for the stuff you're talking about, was coming right off of Heenan, too. So it was, like, hard to be the follow-up guy, but he did it perfectly. Well, yeah, he was the only one who really could. He re- it truly is. And the thing with him was, he's one of those guys that I could have seen being a champion. The King gimmick, everything about him, selfish, his look, everything about him screamed champion to me. And I could have seen, like, what they did with Bob Backlund, I think they could have done with Jerry Oh, Lott. 100%. 100%. And that, that is a good analogy to put him up against that one because Bob Acklin, when he got it when we were kids, was totally not deserving of the belt. It was weird. It, he was a transitional champion to make Bret Hart a more sympathetic figure. Yes. Um, but I think Jerry Laws absolutely should have been one. World, like, just super famous in the South, too, so they could have done a whole, like, like bring him down South. He could, maybe could have been a hero to them. Yeah. Where everywhere else he's a, he's a heel. It could have been very, very interesting. So Jerry Lawler comes in at number nine. Number eight, someone that I was more convinced by you based on our conversation last week. Number eight, Rick Rude. Ravishing. Rick Rude. Ra- sorry. Simply sorry, ravishing. Sorry. Pretty good worker in the ring, yep. but his gimmick was one of the better heel gimmicks maybe ever. Way ahead of its time. Like, Way ahead of its time, calling out the people in the crowd. Like everything about his aura when he came to the ring, he had the robe, then he would have that little bar to warm up his chest and biceps yeah now they just do like the rope thing uh, yeah, i don't know they don't make it part of the gimmick no well you sometimes no you're right you just see people posting on like instagram yeah zach right is always trying always doing it trying to get the bicep pump yeah but like he literally had part of his gimmick was like to make his chest like just look pop. so red- yeah pop that's yes exactly. and then he would call out the uh ugly people in the crowd yeah, the he women would, he would sometimes kiss somebody in the crowd just a great gimmick definitely could have been a heel champion a great intercontinental champion but there was many times you could have vaulted him up the 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 card and had him feud. And again, a nice transitional champ that could have taken the fucking belt off of Hogan at the time. Yeah, think about it. So he had one of the cooler feuds. You know, remember Ultimate Warrior with the wife painted oh, yeah, yeah. on? Like, oh, that was Jake the Snake. Oh, Jake the Snake. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Spoiler coming up. Uh, Jake the Snake. Sorry, I always get that one confused. He That is like one of those type of things that's like next level, way ahead of its time. Like, I know you're a big Velveteen Dream fan. I think a big part of that is probably your love for like a Rick Rude. He's kind of like in tribute to Rick Rude, also, but has the wrestling chops like Macho Man. Like, he's a great, obviously, great in ring competitor. But like, Rick Rude is one of those guys I never looked at as like he should be the champion. So for me with this, I still don't see him because he was one of those guys that like was just perfectly placed on a mixed match card as you're like going. If you're a five match card, he's like in the third match. But think about it. As a kid, if Rick Rude had the belt... I would have hated him. You would have hated him. Oh, absolutely. I get that part. And I you would have rooted for Hulk Hogan even a little bit more than you already did. You yeah. just would have. And he might have been the perfect guy also with Macho Man when Macho Man got the belt. During, like, the Mega Powers explode. Like, he could have been a perfect middleman. Because he could have been on top of... Well, yeah, on top of Elizabeth. He I was been, just going to yeah. say, think about... That's the only place I see Rick Rude fitting in there. Because you have Macho Man... And Hogan slowly with that build. If you would have just added like a little bit, obviously it's one of the best stories they ever did. But like, if you would have added Rick Rude somewhere in there to take the belt from Macho Man, and maybe Hogan were to like, they could have done some really creative stuff with that. But I don't blame them for what they did. It was incredible. But Rick Rude, number eight on the top eleven wrestlers who never were world champion. Number seven, Spock. There we They were talking dun, about the world. Dun, 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 dun. Is that the British? Not the national anthem. It's like their. I don't know what it is. Probably their Star Spangled Banner. But anyways, it is... Is that the same? No. Uh, British Bulldog coming in at number seven. Davey Boy Smith. Davey Boy Smith, never a world champion. 
never really had too close. To, he never flew too he close to the sun. He may have vented a pay-per-view that was not for the world championship. He fought okay. Bret Hart at the 92 SummerSlam for the Intercontinental Championship. That's true, but he did headline a pay-per-view for the championship. Oh, was it the one against The Rock? Nope. Which one was it? It was Beware of Dog, the one that famously lights went out. That was the oh. storyline that split up his family because his wife, Diane, one of the hearts, uh, was basically uh, saying that Shawn Michaels like sexually harassed her. Yep. And then the storyline was to be that she actually seduced Shawn Michaels the whole time, whatever. Long story short, British Bulldog was fighting him for the championship. And British Bulldog never flew too close to the sun, but every time he did, you know who beat him? I'm going to say Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels. Oh, do you really? Shawn Michaels knocked him out of that 94 Royal, uh, 95 Royal Rumble yep. at the end. What a cool, cool finish. Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated him for the championship, I think, on that occasion at Beware of Dog. And there was one other time. And he... Oh, then there was the famous tag team. I think it was In Your House 3. Whereas Diesel and Shawn Michaels, who are the world and intercontinental champion, versus Yoko and a British Bulldog subbing in for Owen Hart, who are the tag champions, winner take all. See, I feel like... British Bulldog on this list is almost a lifetime achievement spot. Yes. Because, again, he's more of the gold dust figure mm-hmm. where I never saw him that high up, even though he was in those high-profile spots. Like, the Shawn Michaels British He was also Bulldog, in a six-pack challenge championship match when you're talking when he came well, back with that The That was Rock. The Rock, yes. Yeah, so he was he like the, the mystery the, the partner. Jeans. He was just in, like, it was six guys fighting for the title. Two guys that are in that. It was, like, guys I'm like... You, all-star cast I'll get it for you it was him and then Rikishi did it once yes because I think he comes out in the jeans in the famous No Mercy N64 yes, video game he's the British, Bull, <laughs> the British Bulldog in jeans which he would always come out and like interrupt one of my matches when I was going for the championship and storyline. and you're like and what I was is fucking pissed. you're like this guy I just love how you brought that up. You, when you Google British Bulldog six-pack title, there's just pictures of Bulldogs. Yep, just Bulldogs everywhere. <laughs> Unforgiven 99. Let me see who is it. Oh, maybe someone was... So was, Triple A... Oh, let's see if I can just see about this. Okay, this maybe is it was Bulldog. WrestleMania 2000 where he had the, the yes, jeans. Yes, it must then. have been. Yeah. Because I don't think he was in No Mercy. Okay, British Bulldog, Unforgiven... Was it 99? But he had the look of the champion. He had... He was not the worst promo person ever. No, later he wasn't as good, but he was pretty like decent. He had a good early... babyface yeah. promo when I was a kid for that era, so he definitely could have been vaulted up to the top. And I'm surprised they didn't because the UK fucking loves WWE. Well, that's why don't why are we not doing pay per views there? It's so weird. All right, which one of these names does not belong? Triple H, Big Show, British Bulldog, Kane, Mankind, The Rock. Remember, it's 1999. British Bulldog. That is bizarre. What a random match. And that's classic Triple H is burying everybody, by the way. Uh, Still, he won? Uh, he won. And I think he went into this. Oh, no, maybe nobody was a champion at this time for some reason. Because no one has a C. But this is when Stone Cold uh, was the special guest outside enforcer. Sorry. With the, we don't hear about that anymore. What a random card. D'Lo Brown versus Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, still wrestling. Val Venus, Steve Blackman. Miss Kitty. In the corner of Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. Versus China. Oh, this was the... Uh... Was this the famous Good Housekeeping? No. No, this was after, I think. Or right before? Might have been. Yeah, because he beat her. He, he left after the Good Housekeeping one, so... Yeah. Uh, Acolytes versus the Dudleys. That must have been awesome. Luna Vachon still wrestling yep. at this Luna, point. R.I.P. versus Ivory. New Age Outlaws versus Edge and Chris. Just look at this. There's two tag matches on here, and they're not both title matches. Dudleys versus APA are the Acolytes at the time, just, just because. And it's probably an awesome match. Alice Snow versus Bossman. Oh, that's the Kettle from Hell match. Oh, God. Unforgiven. That's a big one. And then Wait, the... that wasn't a Beware of Dog? No, Beware of Dog was Oh, years that, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that was the one where the lights went He on, just right? ate his dog. I made you eat your bar. All right, anyways, uh, so moving along. So British Bulldog, 
Again, one of those guys I think we agreed didn't necessarily need the championship, didn't see him as a champion, but still makes the list because he just surprisingly never was anywhere. Don't forget, he did go to WCW for a heartbeat too. All right, number six, another big name, one of the so, biggest names of a generation. This is the heavy hitters of the list. This is, I think, the list that everybody kind of figured would happen. It's just now what order what are they going to be in? All right, so number six. Jake the Snake Roberts. Again, one of those things where I hate they he had the mantra of, well, he didn't need it. Yeah. Oh, give it to him. He should have got it at one point. He was the greatest heel for a long time. One of the best promos ever. Isn't he one of the famous guys? He didn't have any title, I don't believe. I don't even think he had the Intercontinental yeah, I don't think he's ever been a champion like in WWE. Of any sort. No, never was. Which is crazy because he was a great in-ring wrestler. And this yes. is one of the things that I am in lockstep with Bruce Pritchard. He never had a wasted moment in the match. Everything he did made sense. Everything he did looked good. He made other people look good. He had one of the greatest finishers of all time. There's nothing about this guy that doesn't scream champions you. I guess it's because he had a built-in walking gimmick of the of Damien the Snake. But but I think that adds... He's not the Repo Man. He's not like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, no. with all due respect to those guys. But he You don't need to give those guys respect. I like Duke the Dumpster. When I was a kid, when yeah, I saw on Saturday, him. I liked him. Repo Man didn't like because he just made me uncomfortable. I actually liked the Repo Man, too. He was basically the, uh, the hamburger alert. <laughs> yeah, which I, like, I loved. Then I found out he was a guy from Demolition. Now he's suing WWE. Anyways, uh, for Jake the Snake Roberts, for me, his promos as a kid, I was like, this guy sucks. I remember as a kid, I'm like, this guy's terrible. Get older, I'm like, this guy's amazing. This guy is a genius. His promos were so good. He could have easily done this. Especially the opposite. Hulk Hogan was, you know, all up in your face, brother. All that stuff. Macho Man was in your face. Even Warrior, in your face. Where Jake the Snake was just calm. Would just talk to you. Never raise his voice. Just simply said, this is what he was going to do. This is how he delivered. Also had the famous scene where him and The Undertaker interrupted after Macho Man's wedding. And the and snake... The snake bit him. Yeah. That could... Right there. So There's there were so spot. many different spots. All those three guys you just mentioned with their promos. Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. He could have been a feud for any one of those guys as a heel. And it would have been a great feud. But again, the WWE... Just look at was it WrestleMania six where Hogan fought Ultimate Warrior, Babyface versus Babyface. Mm-hmm. They're all about the babyfaces because it's sold. It's always the quick fix of selling merch instead of building good stories. They're just trying to that put one, the babyface yeah. on top and sell shit. I agree with that. I I don't think there's better matches than Babyface versus Babyface, but it has to have a reason. It, it has to, to get. There. It has to happen organically. Too. It does, and that one I think of all of them. I'm not going to argue as much, but. It was just weird. I do think, if I look at it, Jake the Saper Roberts, I ever look at him as a champion? No. Should he have been a champion? Yes. I, I mean, I can't think of too many. Like, what, what, what's the, what are some of your great babyface, babyface matches? Oh, man. Uh, for because me, I love the heel versus babyface. Like, just this year at, the, at WrestleMania, Kofi versus Orton. Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan was amazing. But to me, I, I, I know it's weird. I know he's a heel, but he was like, he was like a face heel. But he, I mean, he was a true heel. Don't yeah. get me wrong. So, for me, I'll just give you a couple quick ones. Uh, Rock Hogan seventeen going in there both baby faces, uh, but their War- other ones were probably better. No, I think WrestleMania seventeen personally for me is their best uh, out of the WrestleManias. Mm. Uh, I thought um, looking at Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan because I just think the crowd is on both sides. Not like nowadays where like they hate like G- Cena sucks, Corbin sucks like that. Like the both guys like you want like I don't do I want him to lose? Ooh, like when I That's watch true. a match when I watch a wrestling match and I'm like I don't know. Who's going to win? Or I don't want to see either one of them lose. That's my favorite. Even realistically, like, even sometimes it is heel versus baby face, but, like, in the right place. Like, even recently, uh, the King of the Ring with Baron Corbin versus um, uh, Chad Gable. 
I really wanted to see Gable win. I'm like, this guy's really getting over. It kind of came out of nowhere, just like they, that's like the new WWE thing. We don't simmer people up. We just, if there's a little spark, fly with him. Kofi's the same way. But I, um, babyface versus babyface, there's just something about, especially when it's towards the top of your card. Like even, um, bro, who was it at the time now? Oh, John Cena versus Roman Reigns a few years ago. Like, that should have been a WrestleMania match, first of all. But like, that was very incredible. Like, who is, what are they going to do with this? That was out of no mercy, by the way. Yeah, it is crazy that that didn't, yeah, and then you also I'm sure it will be at WrestleMania at some point. I wonder. But speaking about wondering, number five. This one to me I thought would be higher personally. And this, honestly, we there's four people above him. He never won it. Never won it. Four people above him. And I said, this is the one guy I'm like, this surprises me. Well, it's going to be hard for me to say that. So I'm probably going to say that the next four people. Really, really surprised me because he was not only very big in WWE, was one of the most impactful people in the history of WCW. Thought this guy would have at least had one of... Especially WCW's throwing belts around during his era. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. Razor Ramon the bit, Scott the Hall. The bad guy. He's oozing machismo. Good times last. Or whatever. His greatest line, and I can't even repeat it now. What was his Hall of Fame uh, speech? Bad times don't last. Bad guys do. Something like that. I think, I think it was that. Anyway, Either so way. Razor Ramon comes in at number five. There were so many different spots where he could have got it in WWE. Spilled that water, didn't you? Nope, just a little. My rug is ruined forever. No, who cares? It's, it's a rug. Bill, it's a rug. I All don't right. care. Uh, well, yes. So he there was a number of spots he could have got in WWE. I think he fought for the title against Bret Hart at the 92 Royal Rumble? No, Bingo. 94. No, 92. Was it really 92? 92 Royal Rumble. 93. No, no. 93. Yeah, because Ric Flair was the 92. 92 was the championship. The next year was Razor Ramon versus Bret Hart. Either way, the, he could have got it there. He was, again, a great heel champion. He was one of those guys where I think of him as an intercontinental champion, Same. but he had the look of a world champion. He He's big enough. big He's a dude. Monster. Big and when you dude. go back and look at the pictures of him from earlier in his career, he was a fucking giant. Yes. Like a legit, like I think he was like six, Cowboy six. Scott Hall or something. Oh yeah, when he was, yes. Or whatever the hell he was. He was 20 times bigger than he was in WWE. One of the better, one of the best working punches ever. Not Shane McMahon? No, oh my god. Um, Great promo. Everything about him screamed champion. I just think he was Step of the drugs. Step of the drugs. <laughs> I think if he was in WWE long enough, like if he didn't go over to WCW, he would have very easily been a world champion. It's just crazy looking at his illustrious career. But, like, especially, so he goes over to WCW. He's the first guy that started really what became the real Monday Night War. Like, what really sparked this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Lex Luger really didn't do it for me. No, he, he looked nice in his uh, pirate shirt, his puffy shirt there. But Scott Hall screamed at that time, like, this is huge. Then the problem, I think, for him was, and I think there's a problem maybe for Eric Bischoff, maybe he didn't care as much either, but when the second guy that follows him in is Diesel, Kevin Nash, a bigger guy, former champion, the other team, like, uh-oh. Then who joins them? The biggest name in the history of wrestling, Hulk Hogan. So he, he went from, like, the number one, like, holy smokes, to, like, ooh, look at these two together, the outsiders, that's cool, to being the, almost the third wheel in that faction. But when you look at it, who's the best wrestler out of the three? Oh, Scott Hall. Who's the best promo out of the three? Real well, Scott Hall, Real promo Scott Hall, I would say Hulk Hogan, just because of his, his like, overall aura. character at yes. the time. But I would say Scott Hall was the best one. It's kind of like, they were like what the Shield, if you look at the Shield, like Hogan and Reigns are kind of in that, or maybe Nash and Reigns are probably the same. Hogan's kind of like Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose had the best promo, and he was right up there. He, don't I know you don't like Dean Ambrose, he was clearly the best promo. Out of the no three Shield. of them, okay, yeah. maybe I'll give you that. Um, you're going to tell me Seth Rollins right now? No, I'm going to tell you Roman Reigns. Ah, get out of here. Especially at that time. But anyways, uh, the point is that 
he and WCW, like, they were throwing belts around freaking... During his time with this company... Oh, yeah. The there belt were, was just there flying were more, more people vacant. who were world champions than members of the NWO, and that's and that, a lot. And that is a lot. Horace Hogan might have been a... No, I don't think he was a champion, but the fact that this guy never had a run, a, like, during the DDP rise, like, he was a feuding with DDP right before that. Just such a weird situation that he never was the guy or the champion in any of these two companies. Just kind of silly to me. In WCW, it is amazing that he actually didn't get it. And again, I think if he was just in WWE longer, he was easily going to build to that. He was going to be... He should have been the guy. He should have been the guy that was chosen over Kevin Nash. I wish that that was kind of the feud. That would have been an awesome feud for a championship. Him and Nash would have been great. Or even him and Shawn Michaels, who had great matches. If instead of after, you know, Diesel, it went, you know, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, I think that would have been better. Think about this. I just want to get his height. They have him listed it's probably at... probably 6'8", 6'7". 6'7". So, you know, Vince is all about the big guys. Sid versus uh, Diesel. Sid versus Undertaker. Undertaker versus Diesel. Scott Hall is literally two inches less than some of those guys. Like, I think the, the Undertaker realistically is like 6'10", so three inches. Yeah. They were billing everybody at seven feet. I don't think any of these guys were real. Yes. Maybe Nash was seven Scott, feet. Yeah, Nash is about seven feet. But realistically, this guy's a few inches small. Like, Bret Hart was probably six. You know, that's but, seven but inches. But his work rate was incredible. Well, that's the part. Like, it's like this, they really, I think he was a completely overseen, tough time to be in the company on both sides because of the people he's matched and up with. And it's not like he wasn't willing to, like, he, he jobbed to the million dollar, uh, not the million dollar man, the fucking one, two, three kid. Like, yes. he was, he, he, would, he worked with everybody. He wasn't afraid to take losses. He, like the man before in Jake the Snake, I think had a really good sense of business yeah. of like how this should work why this is going to be good for him and, a similar, and why it's going to be good for everybody similar slow talking promo too yeah and just like cool he's one of those guys oh, that had the literally oozed machismo he did i don't even know what machismo is but i felt it oozing off of him coming in now at number four the nugget the younger brother the rocket the, don't call him the nugget you don't start nugget and work no. your way to rocket so the rocket the younger brother bret hart the nugget no. I, think I, did. I, don't, I don't think we give him the nugget as a moniker. He's Owen Hart. Do you call him the Blue Blazer? Or is that He's like... the Black Heart. He was the Black Heart, the King of Hearts. Uh, two-time, two-time, two-time Slammy, time, Slammy Award winner in the same year. Uh, unfortunately, it was taken from us way too soon. Uh, first question, it is Owen Hart. Do you believe he should have been a champion? In the time that he was alive, it's tough. I'm going to say he probably could have got it. I mean, I... Didn't love the Lex Luger, Yokozuna, Bret Hart storyline heading into WrestleMania 10. If you could have reworked that where Owen was in the championship picture and maybe Bret had the belt going into that and he fought Owen in the main event of WrestleMania 10 and Owen Hart. That's like a 2000 like current day booking. Back then they needed that big monstrous heel for you to overcome. So that's the weird like juxtaposition. Think about it. In 2019, that's your main event of WrestleMania. It would be because it would be a great work rate type match. If you think about the way that WrestleMania 10 was constructed, it was a little odd because they had like two matches to get to the final to face the. Ch- it was I liked it, but it maybe just be because I was a kid. But there was, was like there was opportunities for him, and I think was it you who sent me the article? It must have been about uh, Triple H shitting on Owen Hart. Well, about I wouldn't say he was shitting on. He him. was he, shitting on him. My belief is he was saying that Owen didn't need care to be the champion. He never thought of it like, oh, I, if I'm not the champion, validation. Yeah, I guess. I think it is hard to hear because Triple but H is so just known as... But there's so many people in wrestling that I feel are like that that still get the title anyways. Not these 11 guys somehow, but you're right. It was a weird article because Triple H basically said, like, Owen Hart never was the guy to, like, go to Vince and be like, hey, I want to be champion. 
And Vince kind of likes that, if that makes sense. Like, Vince likes when people are like, I want to be the champion. Like, here's what oh, I yeah, want to yeah, do. Yeah. Like, he wants people to, like, break down that, their own No, it's 100% deal. true that I, in any business, anywhere you are, you want people who want the opportunities and want to get to the next level. I'm just not sure if Triple H is lying. That's a whole other I mean, he has no reason to lie. Maybe he wouldn't lie. But it doesn't seem no, like... So does he know him that well? Like, yeah. I know they worked together, obviously, for the Owen three and a half years. was a master at his craft. He went out there. I mean, Triple H said he would have a bad match just to be funny. Yes, he's Again, one of the biggest ribbers we've heard of yeah. all time. I, I don't. I just don't see him not pushing to get the title. I, I, it didn't seem like the way he performed that was in his DNA. Obviously, Triple H probably knows him better than I do. But I feel you know that he could have, should have, and went to go be champion. They just didn't happen for him. I will create a uh, two-minute video soon because we've been teasing a lot of different things. But my what if will debut with Owen Hart. What if Owen Hart won the championship in 1994? And I'll tell you right now, a little teaser for it, that's where it should have happened. It should have happened at that SummerSlam in 94. When he fought Brett. We fought Brett in, in the cage, cage match. Um, there's some things that you I'll go into in the navigation of that will be on Twitter, because I'll make it two minutes. Maybe Billy will, will dress it up a little bit. We'll figure all that side of it out. But here's the easiest part about it is he should have been that champion, because what happened after Bret Hart beat Owen Hart? So Bret Hart had the big win at WrestleMania 10, uh, King of the Ring... Couldn't even tell you right now what happened in the 94 King of the Ring. Owen Hart won it. I'm guessing Bret Hart faced... Like it's just not a memorable yeah. time. Bret Hart as a champion was memorable, but what his wins and stuff, he had a great match against One Two Three Kid. I think he fought Jeff Jarrett a couple times, like on Raws and, and Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. Get to SummerSlam, Owen Hart won the King of the Ring, beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania. The storyline could have been so much better if Owen defeated him in a cage match, especially because there's so many loopholes to that and you escape the cage but i don't even think you need a loophole he was owen hart he already beat him at wrestlemania he but i'm just saying if he they was wanted, on the same level i get how wwe was never really yeah, yeah. strong heel so anyways what i would have done there is had him beat him brett chase him for a little bit brett gets out of the title picture you don't need to bring bob Backlund, even though it was a cool thing you could still do it just not for a championship then you have owen losing to diesel so yeah. that's how you get to diesel at the next major pay-per-view which is survivor series we can get into more of this rigor roll, how he involves WrestleMania 11 and making Bret Hart. WrestleMania 11, who did Bret Hart face? WrestleMania 11, who did Bret Hart face? He faced... I don't know. Bob Backlund. Oh, was and... that the towel match? Nope, that was the one at Survivor Series. I'll rebook it for you. We'll get it all in this video. But my point is, I think Owen Hart could have got that title there, transitioned it to Diesel. If you wanted Diesel to have this monster run, then Bret Hart gets it a year and a half later. You could have Bret and Owen feuding a little bit more. I'd involve Anvil in there and Bob Backlund. We're not going to lose that really cool moment. Not necessarily with Backlund, but the towel-throwing moment. Yeah. I think there's a way to get to that as well. Coming in at number three. We have cracked the top three. It is a guy, and Bill will ask the question like I have a few times. First, I'll say his name. Mr. Perfect. Billy, should he have been a world champion? Yes, 100%. I think he should have been world champion. He was one of the greatest wrestlers of his era, like overall. And in ring performance, I don't think anybody could really, you know, beat him. But he was on the level of like Bret Hart and Macho Man. He was the guy in that era for in ring performance. And I just, I, I, I said it, I think previously, that he went around facing Hulk Hogan all over the country at house shows, main eventing. Why couldn't you bring that to TV? It is strange. That was one reason that I think he could have been champion. The fact that he was going up against Hulk Hogan around the world. And I get what house shows are meant for. Like, it's stuff you don't see on TV sometimes, especially back in those days. Like, that must have been really cool to see. Like, to see, like I said, Perfect in Hulk Hogan. I don't think we ever saw them in the ring together unless, of, I think, a Survivor Series. You also mentioned him in Macho Man. Imagine that on top. 
Oh, um, you would have the, had good matches, good promos, great storylines. Uh, you could have done a lot with him. I don't. I'm again biased by what I saw. He doesn't scream he should be champion, but like I said, his name's Mister Perfect. Does it get much better to be a like a traveling champion than being perfect? Like no, that's like a perfect like. Oh boy, uh, it is like you know there isn't a better gimmick name to get you to be the number one guy and everybody chasing to be to beat Mister Perfect. Yeah, the way I would have given him the championship is I would have had him help Ric Flair win the title against Macho Man Okay. at WrestleMania 8, and then I would have had all of the matches previously after following that where Perfect is helping out, you know, Ric Flair can't do it without Mr. Perfect, and Ric Flair is kind of belittling him the whole way, and eventually they kind of kick him out of the group, and then he becomes a babyface. Even though I said he'd be a good heel championship, champion and he would have but this is how i would have fit it into the storyline that actually is happening i would have had him face flair for the championship down the line at a pay-per-view and i think that would have been great because those are two great inward workers and i believe they also faced on a raw like a loser leaves town that was when flair left i think yeah flair went to wcw yeah so if you had that kind of a match for perfect to win the title oh man the drama that would have been built in imagine that at like I understand the way that year went. Let's just use the 92 King of the Ring. Yeah. Like that was, was 92 the first King of the Ring or 93? I think 93 was. So let whatever, yeah, there wasn't a King of the Ring yet. But let's just say they did a event. Like I don't care if it's Tuesday in Texas or something. And that was your big main event. That would have been huge. Think about the memories we'd have now of that. It would have been great. And I think, you know, as I said, he's a better heel, but that would have been a great way to make him the perfect face champion. And now we'll roll into number two. These top two, I think you could flip a coin between the two of them. Uh, it really, you could go one way or the other. But number two, this one shocked me because technically. Looks like my dad. <laughs> yes, he does. Technically. He did have it. He was the champion, but it was never recognized by WWE. Was in WCW, never was champion there. Was in NWA, never was the champion there. That is Ted DiBiase, sometimes known as the Million Dollar Always Man. Always known as the Million Dollar Man. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> Great laugh. By the way, his theme, once like themes became money, a thing, money, just, no, it started money, though with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the laugh kicking it off oh, is great. incredible. He's got a great laugh. Great I, I don't even want to try and do it. No, I just did it. Yeah, it's really, I just did it. But he was phenomenal. Yeah, great, great worker. Great in wing. Uh, That's your bit tough. Again, I can't yeah. say, like, fail very well, but anyways. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> I think Dwight Trude failed the spelling me because he couldn't spell failure. Failure? Yeah. yeah, I can spell it, but I can't say it. I probably can't spell it. I'm a terrible speller. I think it's F I F. Oh, there we go. F A I L U R E. Failure. But Got it. <laughs> one of the great in ring workers of the nice. time. I also can't say cold brew black. I always say cold brew black. I'm ordering one. Just mash yeah, them all together. Mash them all together. But um, they probably they, still understand you though. They do. Cold brew black, especially uh, what you're ordering. <laughs> sound like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> but one of the he was tremendous in ring. I, I've said it. It's not my match of the pot. I, I have a different one. But he fought Bret Hart on a Saturday night's main event, yes. and the match is just magic because it's just two people who know how to work. But he was one of the best heels that ever lived. Maybe the best heel that ever lived. Now there's. No, I'm going to give you that because, well, it's arguable and maybe there's another top 11 to come, but he is so good because the million dollar man, what does everybody say they want? 
Riches. Money. Money. Everybody's Big got a house. price. Everybody wants money. And he brings and then, the little kid out to dribble the basketball. That I was just going to say, and he did antics where he was going to give you money, but always pulled the rug right at the last second or smacked the ball away. And he would laugh and he'd make you feel bad. Let's be honest, going back to the times and not, not a sensitive nation, people understanding a little bit of entertainment, he also had a, quote, servant that was an African-American black man named Virgil. Virgil. Like... There was some really, like, hateable things about him. And, like, talk about heel heat. This guy got it. Yes. And the way I would have booked his championship is I would have done it against Hogan in that early, you know, era where he was kind of going at him anyways. But, you know, when the failed attempt to get the belt didn't work, I would have done <laughs> something. it. I would have done something where I bought Hulk Hogan's licensing and merchandising name so he could only be Hulk Hogan, not the Hulkster or nothing. He can't wear red and yellow. Literally, he's got nothing. Like, so, Million Dollar Man purchases the likeness. The likeness of him, the music, everything. And the only way that he can get all that stuff back is he has to put the title on the line against him in a match. So, who's is he? Terry Bollea? Yeah, sure. Boy, this is very current day. They would never have done. They would have never done the like then. But I like it. But because he's a million dollar man, he can own anything. Yes. Hmm. So, who wins the match? He wins the match and gets the belt, and then he has to go... Like, he, he cheats, obviously, to win the match. Sure. But they get a rematch clause in there because he, like, you know... Who, was it Jack Tunney the president back then, yes, too? Yes, he was still... All right, so then he orders at WrestleMania they face, and if he wins, he gets his name back, and he gets the belt back, obviously. That is so modern day. Something is, like that. No, but though. I like it. I like... I'm not... Not man in any disrespect. I like stuff like this. I like... Almost wish the only thing I would ever tweak with that is he just owns Hulk Hogan. Forget about the likeness and the name, so I don't want Terry Bollea coming out necessarily. But like he just owns him. Like you, I bought you. He can't do that though. I mean, no, he already kind of did that, but he, he <laughs> but can't like, do if that. He's, if he's just like I purchased you, your rights, just you. Like he owns <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Like but he, he can't he, own a person, even in wrestling. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Listen, it was the '80s. It right, yeah, that's over. your booking. I, yeah, I would have. Like, I'm just using off of that. I like the idea of it though, because something been... like that. Because he could literally buy anything he wanted, because he was the million dollar man. So why not buy the rights to? Especially if you Hulk did Hogan. this at like WrestleMania. What was the Sid one? Oh, that was eight. Yeah. So Sid, get the hell out of here. You can do that. You can have Flair because that tied into your last one. You could have done DiBiase in that position because really DiBiase, I don't even remember what he did at eight at this point. Maybe Jake the Snake or something. But like, I don't remember because. He the reason we even got to all that is because he, he tried might to have steal. Been in, that might have been Money Inc. Start. Well, even fine, like, and that could even tie it into it too. But like, he bought the belt, which kicked off the Royal Rumble being for the title. And this, like, it's weird he didn't like his his story didn't get much further. But this could have been really cool. Or even if you did want to go the Terry Bollea route, just for the fact of like, don't forget, Hogan was kind of starting to get dull at this point. So this yeah, could have really. You could sell the merchandise of just Terry or whatever well, the hell it is. What or if, ripped over the character from... You could have done it at the time. That Gondolas? stupid movie. Oh, uh, Commando? Suburban Commando? No, the other one. where uh, Mr. Nanny? No, no, the big one. The, the WWE produced one. Oh, uh... Dookie! Sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. Hurry up, get to me before the podcast explodes. I, I can't remember it, it for is... the life of me. No holds barred. Yeah. What oh was his God. name? Rip? Something like that. Like yeah. Rip Van Winkle. Uh, that's not true. But... He, uh, the point of this is it could have been cool because wrestling at that time, WWE was major, but NWA was around all that stuff. Maybe they could have said, teased it like Hulk Hogan or Terry 
He's going to have to leave WWE and wrestle under the name Terry. Is that going to work against? And he, they could have, like, shedded those lights yeah, on There's a lot he could have done with the Million Dollar Man that they didn't really take advantage of. And I agree. Mega, mega heel. Should he have been a champion? Yes. Can't believe he never was a champion anywhere. All right, so to recap, our top 11. Junkyard Dog. Get them kicks. Gold Dust. I thought you were going to do some for everybody. No. Uh, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Rick Rude. British Bulldog. Jake the Snake Roberts. Scott Hall. Razor Ramon. Owen Hart, Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, and coming in at number one, Rowdy Ronda, uh, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Oh, Roddy, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Roddy Piper, this, if this name out of, I think Scott Hall still to me might jump out the most. Roddy Piper was in the head, was in the main event of WrestleMania 1. You can also say so was, um. Mr. T. Cowboy Bob Arden. No, but who's his tag team partner? Oh, Paul Orndorff. Yeah. Also was never a world champion anywhere, but I look at him a whole lot different than I look at Roddy Piper. Trans Movies, television, commercials, advertising, his t-shirt. Well, his movies weren't like but he was, Hogan level movies. But no, they live kind of was. It was a cult following probably more yeah. later than at the time. But he was a star. He was like, put him on Regis and Kelly, at the uh, Regis and Kathy Lee at the time. Like He was everywhere. Oh, he was a big name. Legit, huge name. And never sniffed the title for any of the companies. Great promo, great in-ring work, had some memorable matches with some of the best guys going up and down Good the card. Good in-ring work. Good in-ring, Good in-ring work. work. Fine. Great, maybe a maybe stretch. But he was really, really memorable. Someone that, like, if you were to, if I were to tell you right now he was a champion, you'd probably like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Like, even if it wasn't the, WWE. He's one of the top ten memorable wrestlers ever, I would say. If, Oops, if, sounds like if, another one. We're making a lot of lists right now. If you were to ask people on the street to name as many wrestlers that they could our age that didn't love wrestling, Roddy Roddy Piper would probably be yeah, he's one in of them. Because if I were to really guess, who would people say? Ric Flair. Well, I'd say he's a borderline household name. I think he's a household name. Yeah. He's, I think Roddy Piper, like, I think like the way I was looking at it is like my brother-in-law who doesn't watch wrestling but like knew all that stuff because it's so big in the 80s. Like he'll sometimes bring up to me like, oh, Roddy Piper, is he dead? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's it. Like, it's just like when I talk about wrestling. Macho Man, he dead? Yup. Yeah, he's dead. But there are, I mean, you you could put him in any scenario and have him win the belt. He was so big and so good and so, like, charisma through and through. And here's another guy, when you go back to the WCW, WCW has handled belts left and right. Yeah, but he's a little old. Doesn't, so was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So was Ric Flair. But he was So was Vince Goddamn Russo. He looked old. I, I get it, but I'm just saying that the fact that they did that, like, he was part of the storyline, I remember when Bret Hart did, like, the new NWO, like, the new New World Order, or whatever, they, the, it was New World Order 2000, that always helps. Um, oh, Jesus, I and don't he, remember Yeah, that. so he was, like, the crux of it, like, Bret Hart was kind of, like, still a good guy, Roddy Piper was helping him, they were together, think about that, in 2000, 2000! That's gross. That was happening, and then Scott Hall, Kevin Nash joined Bret Hart, Hogan was gone at this point, and they reformed the... New World Order 2000 that eventually then was taken over by Jeff Jarrett. Boy, WCW is a mess. But wow, Piper in that period, you never know. They could have just slapped the belt on him. Yeah, I would have liked to get it during his glory days in WWE. There's a like you could have just made the main event of WrestleMania one. I believe you know they wanted to make it the spectacle that yes. it was supposed to be with all the celebrities and stuff. But you could have still just had them in the corner and had Hulk Hogan going after a heel champion which was roddy piper where hulk hogan overtakes him and wins at the first wrestlemania which i think is a better story than Honestly. just that because th- again they're just going for glitz and glamour they're not going for actual storytelling yeah it was way before that level but they could have done that the next year too like king kong bundy versus hogan to me is kind of like oh yeah that happened you could have picked a spot for him to be champion from wrestlemania one to wrestlemania four or five 
Yeah, because there's so many areas that he should have fit. But, like, using, okay, WrestleMania 1, we just wanted the spectacle. Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, two of the biggest names. Get two guys that are just mean. Orndorff and, and Piper have Bob Orton in their corner. I think he always had a cast. And it's his. I think his arm's permanently <laughs> broken. And then if you were to then the next year somehow Piper gets it, you come back. If you look at, like, especially those days, there was no other event in between. You could have had Piper as your champion. Hogan has to overcome him there. That would have been major. That would have been a huge story. And then Hogan could have, like, at the end, Hogan must pose. He just wins the championship. I mean, looking at this list, it's pretty much the top three are taken out by the fact that Hulk Hogan was a babyface champ. Roddy yeah. Roddy Piper, Ted DiBiase, and Mr. Perfect were great during the time that Hogan was on top. He is the ultimate shoveler. Well, it's the way that they... I don't want to say he was, like, saying, I don't want that guy to be champ. Well, actually, who am I'm I sure saying? He might have I'm been. sure he was. Like, Despite Triple what everybody else says, I'm sure he was. It's funny. Triple H is known as the biggest barrier, but none of these guys on here, I would say, I mean, would necessarily... Maybe Owen you Hart... Could, you could add Jake the Snake and Rick Rude to the list of why Hulk Hogan didn't... Like, Hulk yeah. Hogan's the reason why they didn't get a belt. Yeah. Those guys... Rick Rude, definitely. Jake all the Snake. All deserving. Yeah, and maybe even Junkyard Dog just for the fact that he was a little, like in that early time. I don't know. He's he doesn't scream champion to me, but the fact that he never was a world champion anyway. And we're talking that's just WWE. These guys, a lot of these guys also worked at other companies. None, none, even these other companies are never like, yeah, let's give it to him. And how many times was Hulk Hogan champion overall? Well, was one. it eight? Do we count WCW? No, just WWE. I think six. No, because Bret Hart beat his right four, maybe four. For early, because don't forget he came back and won the title. So how many times was Ric Flair champion over the course of his career? WWE? Yeah. Once. No, no, I mean, in his, like, his illustrious um, career. Bill, 16? Bill 16. I know, I, I, know, I, know <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It was rhetorical, really. But to me, that's the whole thing. It's you dropping the title. Like, John Cena, people say John Cena buries people. The reason he has so many title runs is because you have to drop it to get that many title runs, and he's dropping it to people to give opportunities. Hulk yeah. Hogan didn't drop it to people. He officially, Hulk Hogan, oh my god, he's, he's... His accolades are ridiculous. Okay. Match of the year. He That first WrestleMania match was match of the year. Oh, wow. This is Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, that was not a good Best match. foreign award. He won in the Tokyo Sports. That's so funny. All right, so WWE, he was a champion six times. Six that, times. But Didn't he was one only of them later? F- yeah, five during his, like, run. Because he one. won it from Triple H in 2002. Two. Th- two. Oh, he was two. Yes, but either after, way, yes. five times and he was champion that long, yes. that means he's not dropping it that often. Nope. He w- Look at these awards. He was the best babyface for nine straight years from the Wrestling Observer. Best Biggest box office draw in 1997. Best box office draw. That's interesting. Most overrated, but, uh, most obnoxious. And think about it, too. One of the times he dropped it to go do a movie. Yep. And then the other time he probably had to drop it to leave the company. And then he dropped it to Undertaker. Yep. Well, he dropped the yeah. He dropped to Undertaker for like three weeks. Yep. Got it back. Dropped it to Ultimate Warrior, which eventually got back the next year when Sergeant Slaughter beaten him. He dropped it to Yokozuna at the end. Uh, dropped it to the Undertaker again. Oh, the Brock Lesnar? No, Undertaker the 2002 time. Uh, yeah. So I mean, he's not really. I I think he the- beat Iron Sheik. That's how he got the title. Did he? That was like how it all started. Then well, he, I think he held the belt forever. I don't yeah. even know who he first lost it to. That's my point, though, is this list is a lot because of Hulk Hogan. I think if Hulk Hogan maybe was more willing to drop the belt, 
you might have had more champions in that era. Or if yeah, and if the booking, if they were thought smarter, like oh, get him, like we he's make, so big, let's keep having him lose every so often to make him bigger. That's how John Cena be got to the level he did. Yes. Like you, and I, to your point, it's like some of those belts didn't need to be won, but hey, they did, and it worked. Is that more I got to say about it? That's all I got to say about that. So again, just to quickly one last time to officially give you the greatest podcasters dozen for W oh, to wrestlers who were never world champion. Junkyard Dog, Goldust, Jerry Lawler, Rick Rude, British Bulldog, Jake the Snake Roberts, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, same guy, uh, Owen Hart, Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And if you agree or disagree, let us know. You can tweet at us, at Jason D. Rossi, at BillyD2411. You can like, subscribe, share, tell people about the podcast. Want to hear what other people think Yeah, about tell it. a wrestling friend. Tell fan. a fan. Tell yeah. a fan, tell a friend, tell a wrestler. There you go. What is, is that, the dork thing? No, that's, I think, that's Just what tell they, a dork? That, well, you can tell a dork, tell a... Tell anybody, telepathic. Yeah. Uh, so, match of the pod, Bill? Oh, match of the pod? Uh, give me a second. You go, I will us. go first. I, I kind of struggled because I was trying to, like, oh, tie it into this podcast. And since I kind of involved in one of my stories, Owen Hart vs. Bret Hart, WrestleMania, SummerSlam 94. It's a really good cage match. I'm not a huge cage match fan. Don't forget, this is still Big Blue Cage. Awesome cage. Um, it's really well done. Cool story. Owen Hart kind of getting tripped up, falling over. You know, the reason that he lost that match. He had it won. Uh, bonehead move. Also, this match is famous for The Undertaker hating Bret Hart for a little while because him and Owen went like six minutes over. So that's short in his match. Who'd he fight that year? Himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yep. Very, very weird SummerSlam as a kid. Loved it. Looking back, like, what the hell am I watching? So I'm going to go with Ultimate Warrior versus The Million Dollar Man. Ooh. Saturday Night's Main Event, 1990. And I'm going to say it's a match of the pod for me. As I'm gonna have to watch it too because <laughs> I was looking for a match of the pod that I had seen, and I was going through the Million Dollar Man's like, ah, oh, what's a really good match of his? And I was going by the star ratings. This got I think three and a half stars with the Ultimate Warrior. That's impressive. So I'm gonna be interested to check this out. So I'll give you my thoughts on that later. Yeah, maybe is there a video of it? You yeah, it's on YouTube. YouTube. So maybe we'll share it and have other people watch it too. All right, so that is it. That is our uh, podcasters' dozen top eleven wrestlers who were never world champion. Coming up next week, Hell in a Cell, another pay per view. Oh, we'll do a little preview predictions. Then we are going to have our fantasy draft as the WWE WWE is going to be having their draft, splitting up the rosters between SmackDown and Raw. So we'll figure out who will be who, and we'll probably do somewhere between twenty to thirty picks. And then I we think can... twenty. is a lot. That's sixty people. Well, the tag teams could get split up. Do you want to see them get split up? Do you want to draft people? Like, are this... we gonna do it like Vince McMahon, where we're gonna just you know, uh, you can't draft factions, and then you'd be like, no, nah, I'm gonna draft the faction. I think we'll have to talk about the rules. We'll see if they give any shed any light because we'll no, be doing this right before we like record. Like we'll be preparing for it. So in the meantime, till you hear from us next, you're gonna have uh, raw season premiere. Uh, we'll be coming on right as the time of SmackDown's debut on Fox. AEW will debut. NXT will be going full two hours on USA. Every October, me and my wife, and we're going to talk about this, maybe tied into this podcast, is we watch 20, 31 horror movies during Halloween. I don't know how you do that. I, and I don't know how we're going to do it this year because just like weekly, we're at Raw's three hours, NXT's two hours, AEW's two hours, seven if you're counting. Then you're going to have two hours of SmackDown on Fox. Nine that is hours nine hours. And if there's a pay-per-view, oh, by the way, Bill, there is one. It's called Hell in a Cell. Just add five on top of that. It's going to be insanity. Memorability of wrestling is going to go right out the window because things are going to, it's going to be really hard. Especially that Raw being three hours is going to be really rough. Raw's always been three hours, man. And when I was going Not through always. the DVR yesterday, 
just looking at the start of it and seeing the end of it, I was just like, oh. I thought this row was actually not bad. It was okay. It wasn't terrible. If you're just watching, like, especially where it's Monday Night Football time and you have something to kind of flip back and forth, it's like kind of like grooves a little bit. And there's times you're like, oh, I want to see what happens here. That's good for Raw. They had matches that they let them wrestle in that were actually entertaining matches. So that yeah. was good. Should be interesting. But nonetheless, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Frank says hi. <laughs>